Welcome back to another episode of Nerds at the Rounds, guys. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And we're excited because we have another creator series for you. We're featuring the creator, one and only... Keiko. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> hello, How hello. Welcome hey, to Keiko. the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you on. You've been creating content for what, like 10 years already? Yes, 10 years this March. I wow. finally passed oh, the milestones. Wow. Congrats. Congrats. And, uh, and just to just to let everyone know, uh, you are the first person who's ever reached out to us to jump on the show that uh, we've, yeah. never, we've never had an actual personal connection with. So, so that's, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. So like you know, we so usually that. know our guests like personally, <laughs> like, you know, we can pull them from you know some aspect of our lives. You reached out to us and we're all just looking at each other like it's happening. <laughs> we thank yeah. you for that. How um, did you get into voice acting? What motivates you to get into voice acting? Just, just what inspired you to get into um, that um, aspect of their career and creativity? Yeah. Well, I think I've always had a, a little interest in it. And I kind of got into it by accident at first because with uh, my YouTube channel, uh, it's where I like make original stories and such. And I kind of had to give voices to the characters in my videos you know i didn't have much help back then just occasionally some friends you know these days i have full voice cast but uh, that's how i started voice acting is just giving voices in my videos um, but i didn't really realize you know i'm voice acting that's what i'm doing <laughs> until several years down the line when i started developing a love for it you know and i started figuring out i can do lots of different things with my voice and i just really loved the freedom of it as far as acting goes and so i decided uh, about five years ago that i really wanted to pursue it more seriously and that's uh, one thing led to next and that's how it happened <laughs> <laughs> awesome so your 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 series kind of like it's it's pretty cool that you guys do this series with rats dolls and everything i just was looking at one of the episodes not too long ago and I know it's tough to like kind of capture expressions, but you capture it in the voices. Like what is the process in doing that capturing like a character's voice? And do you have a different way of preparing for each character that you do in each series? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I have an easier job these days. Cause like I said, I have big casts that I work with now. Um, and so back in the day, I just tried to distinguish them as much as possible. You know, when I played, a lot of the characters and uh, I just kind of think of it as if I was casting them back then you know even though I didn't have big cast back then I just who would I pick for this role <laughs> and then I just try to as much as possible you know envelop that idea myself and so it, it's a little tricky but uh, I had a big variety of voices I could offer back then but you know these days uh, it really comes down to good casting and uh, a good script you know, really having fleshed out characters and uh, just knowing what they should sound like. When I invent a character in my head, I just kind of automatically know what they're going to sound like. And so uh, whether I'm voicing them or I'm casting someone, uh, I usually have a pretty clear idea of what I'm looking for. Awesome. Well, did you, were you one of those kids growing up that had voices? Like, you know, you were the one who made funny voices to your friends and your like your 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 friend your siblings and whatnot, and just like, hey guys, how's it good? Like that kind of thing. Or did this come like way later, in like a uh, late night, just like, oh snap, I can do this. Like, where did that come from? 
Yeah, I think like you said, especially with like my family, you know, we were always doing silly voices. And, you know, a lot of times when you're a little kid, you're always doing silly things like that. But I just kind of kept doing it as I got older. <laughs> and so I never lost touch with that. And like I said, as I started doing my own shows and then pursuing voice acting, you just kind of develop your range. And uh, so that's how it happened. But yeah, I definitely did silly voices when I was younger. <laughs> And still do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious. So when you are casting for your show, and I know we definitely, definitely want to jump in, ask, you know, get some more details about it. But are folks reaching out to you? Are you searching for people? Is there a place that you go to look for talent to get them involved, or is it more so you kind of work with the same folks, or you know, and like everyone kind of mixes and matches and different characters from different pieces that you work on? Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, a little bit of everything. You know, there are uh, various places online where I can hold auditions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the times I do reach out to people, you know, I go on talent websites and, you know, I just kind of search through them. And uh, if I hear someone I think has the right sound for a character, then I'll shoot them up a message. And then, of course, sometimes I do audition and and like you said, there are people you uh, start working with often, but um, I do always try to start with a fresh slate, you know, um, which is risky to a lot of people because uh, most people tend to like to work with people they know are reliable, mm -hmm. but um, I'm just always willing to make sure I cast whoever is truly the best for whatever part it is and take the risk. So yeah, it is. It's a mixed bag, you know, a little bit of everything. <laughs> So your, your new series right now on your YouTube page is called um, Project Infinity. Yes. What was the process with creating that? What was the writing process, thought process? And also, too, I got to point out, I love the fact that you use the Halo helmets for ships. That was pretty <laughs> dope. I was like, wait, I had that? that helmet. Yeah, that was pretty dope. From inception to like actual production, what, what was the time frame? Uh, probably about two years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Hi. Yeah. And so it took my, like the show that came before this, I finished in 2015 and Project Infinity didn't premiere until I think it was 2018. If that tells you how long it took me. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The that's first year I kind of took off just kind of was, that's kind of when I started doing more voice work and mm. I just kind of wanted to see what I wanted to do next. Also at the same time I was developing this new series and it just took a really long time. And it's kind of funny to look back at the older versions of it. I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I draw a lot of inspiration from anime and uh, just things like that. So I'm really open to inspiration from wherever it comes from. And you never know what's going to inspire you. So what have been some of your dream projects that you've wanted to work on? Well, um, I've been very fortunate to work on many amazing projects with like my voice work, Sailor Moon. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we know a lot. We've seen a lot of people do the cosplay. A lot of people do the drawings. We know Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was on TV at six in the morning when I was a kid. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a, a very popular dub of the final season. Uh, which for the longest time wasn't released in America. And uh, there was just, it sort of went viral. It was like 10 years ago when it first started coming out or so, a dub of the last season. And I was just amazed by the quality. And I just, that was kind of a dream for me, you know. And um, several years later, 
uh, when I started getting to voice acting, I messaged the director and I said, hey, here's my demo. Uh, if I can help out, you know, I'm available. And I ended up voicing Queen Barrel. There you go. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so because he's going back and dubbing some of the first season that was never released mm. in America. So okay. How did that how did how did that feel when he reached out to you, contacted and say, Hey, listen, come, we want you to be this character? It was pretty cool because uh, I mean I just I loved their work and um I looked up to so many of the people who were in the show who I actually ended up directing myself, which is pretty neat. Uh the person who plays Sailor Moon, uh she's Melissa Sternenberg and she's gone on to do lots of, you know, amazing projects and um I've worked with her several times and so I just really wanted to be a part of it and so when the day came that he asked me to join it was just really uh, humbling and encouraging so it was really cool it's it's always cool when you get to meet your heroes and everybody and people who you look up to what's been your favorite project that you've put out so far from your entertainment company Oh gosh, that's a that's a difficult question. That's like, picking your favorite child. <laughs> yeah. I know, okay. my children. Which one? <laughs> I, sorry, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's cool. Uh, you know, I gotta say, I'm really proud of Project Infinity, just because it wasn't until the last few years that I really started to hone my craft and really polish it, especially visually. You know, I've always felt real good about my writing skills, but. It took me a while to really get the art form down, and um, I feel very proud of it, especially with the voice cast and just visually. I'm really pleased with how it's turning out. So uh, definitely Project Infinity, but they all have a really special place in my heart, of course. Seriously, I was telling, like we were talking, I was telling it definitely gives me a whole Team America vibe when I used to watch that. And it's just seeing where you've gone from the beginning all the way to now with how you've used the puppetry. It just, yes. it's, it's pretty dope. It's, uh, well, thank hands you. Down. When, was then, that, oh. when was that transition where you like started this up, you were starting to do it, and then you were like picking up steam and you're like, I think this is going to be what I want to do. Like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I don't, no, when the specific moment was, I just, when I first started it and I joined YouTube, this was just going to be a one-time thing for fun. I wasn't taking it seriously. Right. No, it was like really just a kid playing in their backyard. It was not serious. <laughs> and then, you know, once that project was done, I just started getting the itch for it. And just project after project, I realized I couldn't stop. <laughs> and, uh, and here I am 10 years later, and I can truly say it's, it's just what I love to do. I it's not a hobby anymore. It's just a passion of mine. And I just live and breathe, you know, writing stories and being creative. And so I just, I love it so much. Do you find yourself more like wearing the actor hat, the like producer side, director, writer, like where do you find yourself? Yeah, I think I really, I really enjoy directing and writing projects, you know, um, because like I said, I used to voice most of the characters in mm -hmm. my shows. And I just remember in uh, Dear Kai was the series before Project Infinity. I was getting really tired of doing that. <laughs> you know, just kind of wanted a break. And I knew that other people could do a way better job. And, uh, and so I really realized how much I enjoy writing stories. I think that's the one thing I just, I can't stop doing, you know. Um, you know, when I try to take time off, I just find myself sitting down with a pad and pen and trying to come up with a new story. I just, I can't stay away from it. 
And I really like shaping an idea from, you know, conception to reality. You know, I love that process, that creative process. Absolutely. And I really love being hands-on, you know, uh, like I, I've kind of become a jack of all trades is what I tell people, <laughs> you know, I mean, I make costumes, I make sets, I just, I do it all. That's and awesome. Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> and even though it would be easier if I had some help from people, uh, I <laughs> yeah. think I do prefer having an, a hands-on uh, way about it. You know, I just like to shape it how I want it. And I've got such a clear image in my head of how I want it. So, um, I just love being creative. Tony. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. You, you had a question, Tony. I did. I did. Uh, it's more about, more about Project Infinity and you writing. So I know you guys have up to, you have up to nine episodes. So how far ahead are you in Project Infinity? Are you, did you do a, a, a beginning, middle, end um, and kind of, you know, sketched it all out or kind of did a beginning, middle, end and just kind of feeling your way through that story and kind of building as you go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I actually had the entire first season written before we started recording a single line. Okay. And uh, there's 13 episodes in this <laughs> season. And so we're, we're getting there. And uh, but yeah, the whole thing's written. And what comes after that is a little in the air, but I, I have the story completed in my mind. Okay. And um, I've done a lot of writing, actually. And so uh, there's not a whole lot left before, you know, final drafts of whatever's coming next are going to start coming together. And so you guys will have to stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you do to, like, let's say you hit a creator's block. What do you do to get out of that? What do you do to get around any type of creator's block? Yeah, you know, burnout does happen uh, no matter how much you love something. And um, I've been really fortunate lately that it hasn't happened as often. I remember so, like eight years ago, uh, one of my shows, I just could not get the story to progress for some reason. And I was kind of freaking out because I'd never experienced luck before. Mm. And um, I've just found you've just got to always immerse yourself in new ideas. You know, don't just watch the same thing. Even though I tend to love watching the same things, you know, the same kind of genre, um, it's always a good idea to be open because that's when something will just hit you out of left field and be like, oh my gosh, I got to use that idea. <laughs> and, you know, it'll trigger your own idea. And so I think that's probably how I would recommend dealing with writer's block is, you know, always taking a break, you know, playing some games and just getting your mind off of it so you can come back to it refreshed and exposing yourself to new ideas and new inspiration. So I would say. <laughs> I want to play a little game real quick because um, you're, you're, you're the voice actress. You know everything. You got it. But now you're our casting director. I now see where this is going. Oh, gosh. Me, Tony, and Law. How oh would you gosh. cast us? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, no. This is not where I saw this, this going. I didn't, I didn't see this going anywhere. I didn't see it going I, I was with you until it went a sharp left turn. <laughs> until he said our names. That was... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, just like Project Infinity, for example, I think you all could be leaders of some sort. Like all of you, I can see you playing a character like that. Uh, there's a character coming up. Yes, exactly. There's a character coming up uh, in the next episode, the one we're working on right now, episode 10. And uh, it's a really cool character. And it is a new leader type of role. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm, that's the kind of role I can see you guys doing. Maybe, you know, helping the good guys fight for the good cause. <laughs> 
I was waiting to hear Pizza Man because I, I was oh, ready to do man. it. I played cameraman number three. <laughs> <laughs> he's a red shirt that just shows up for five seconds and then is no more. <laughs> oh, I gotta get you guys better roles than that. <laughs> so uh, oh, so you are a writer. Um, so you've written the shows, you've written out the characters. Have there been other mediums that you've also wanted to write for as a writer? Yeah, you know, um, I've done all kinds of different mediums before, and I also do my own dubs of anime, and so, but that's not something I'm really creating myself. It's you know just making new audio but uh, things like that you know i'm just really open to anything that's artistic and video games i'm very interested in creating my own one day of some sort what would the genre be oh well i think i really like rpgs okay Okay. cool yep and so i really like that kind of thing um and you know i'm really open to anything but i really have i've got to say i've found my sweet spot with this uh medium i use on my youtube channel because uh, because they are miniature people, you know, it makes your job <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> Project Infinity, I mean, I can't even imagine doing that with real people. It would be so expensive and so dangerous, <laughs> the stunts they would have to do, <laughs> things like that. Um, so I've got to say, I really love uh, the medium I'm using, but I love animation. Uh, like I said, uh, I really love anime. And um, I just, I'm really open to everything, but I really do love the medium I use. <laughs> cool. And to, to bounce off of that, what is, you know, you had mentioned some anime has influenced you and you really love anime. What's some of the, your favorite anime? Um, what are some of the animes that you, you know, that you've used in your work or just, you know, influenced you in your work? Yeah, I really like, well, of course I love the classics like Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. But uh, I love Clannad. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've heard Clan. I'm actually currently oh, watching it, it right now on Netflix. No Pretty way. Good. Yeah, I'm watching it currently right now. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> is so passed, cool. It's passed on my, recommendance, uh, my recommendations like, for like the longest time, but yeah. I never like, got around to it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, it's got a lot of cliches and stuff, okay. but um, it's really worth watching to the end. Like, it's one of those shows that's guaranteed to make you cry. And uh, that actually really uh, inspired me uh, when I okay. first found it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just because it's so touching and emotional. Like, it really just moves you. And so if you can look past the cliches and the huge eyes, uh, you know, there is something more to it. <laughs> it definitely gotcha, yes. I gotcha. So, so what are some of your, because, um, I, again, you're inspired by um, animes. You named some already. What are some of the... Um, current projects of animations that you see out there that you're like oh wow um i could probably go a better voice acting on this or like do you ever critique like other people's work when you're watching it like ah yeah i know what you mean uh you know i'm really looking forward to uh hayao miyazaki's upcoming movie uh i'm a huge fan of studio ghibli and so i'm really looking forward to what he has coming up but um You know, it's really weird. I tend to just uh, be immersed in the world I'm watching. And instead of, you know, me thinking about their project and thinking what I could have changed in it, I just kind of want to make my own project and my own version. (laughs) And so uh, that's kind of my problem. I can't ever just relax and watch something because I'm always like, oh, I could do something like that, you know? We know that feeling. Trust (laughs) us. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. What was it like? Because I know for me... Uh, especially like doing podcasting what was it like hearing yourself like recorded for the first time i know it's always weird and you have to get used to it 
It is. It's a very weird feeling. Uh, you know, I got used to it really fast. Um, and I'm really good as long as my friends or family don't listen to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, it's it, really funny. I get really I thought funny. that was the point. You're supposed to be like, look, guys, aren't you proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's why I love, like, being writer and director. Like, mm. I love showing people my, you know, like, Project Infinity. Like, see, I wrote that. But when it comes to my acting, I can be a little more shy. And, you know, it's really funny. Okay. Like, I can play, like, some sadistic maniac villain character. And it's like, well, I did that, no problem. But, you know, then when, you know, my family or friends have to listen to it, it's like, oh, my gosh. You're just like, oh, don't, don't listen, don't listen. Yeah, that's really not me. <laughs> turn, turn away, turn away. Yes. <laughs> now, now, another thing I like what you do about your YouTube channel is that you actually have a segment called Meet the Voices. That's and, right. Um, I want to know, just, uh, I, I remember I heard Trina, she was being deployed. Um, how was Trina first? And um, what uh, came up with this concept of, you know, meet the voices? Tell us more about that. Yeah, well, uh, Trina, I, as far as I know, I think she's come back. So, uh, yep. So thank goodness. She's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I just really wanted to give a platform to my actors because they are so talented and they're just the sweetest people. I, I love working with them. And uh, I just got the idea that I could sort of do an interview series and just give them an opportunity to talk about themselves, you know, and uh, talk about what it's like voicing a character in my show. And uh, yeah, we've got actually two more that are in progress right now. They'll be coming awesome. out in just a few weeks. So awesome. I love doing that series. <laughs> I got to give you um, our community group's Facebook page so you can start sharing those so people yeah. can get to know them. Because again, I think that that's awesome. Again, you're giving a platform for creators. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I would love that. Absolutely. What are some of the early voice actors that you like found yourself trying to emulate growing up? There are, there are always actors that you look up to. Mm -hmm. um, and to this day, I, st I really look up to the same ones I did when I first started. I really love Michelle Ruff. I think she's got a really great voice. Uh, I don't, um, have you guys heard of Bleach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so she plays Rukia. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Now, I, it I, now? So, it's, so, it's so bad because, like, I want to say for so, so much of my life, I always knew a voice actor, like, separate from their work. So I knew them, and then I knew their work, and then you'd have to be like, they voiced this person. I'd be like, oh, right. And then, and then I, would, I can name you all the other characters that they did. Mm, well, uh, I love Michelle Ruff, and I love Karen Strassman. She's uh, been in a lot of shows, Code, Geass, and okay. uh, Persona. She plays Igis. Mm. Okay, okay. And uh, Johnny Young Bosch, I really love him. I just think he's so versatile. He's, he has, yeah, he has, he's, he has a, he's on the new show too on um, Crunchyroll. Uh, is he in Tower God of, of High School? No, he's in Tower of God. He oh, plays, uh, plays okay. Bam he's Bam. Okay, now I hear it. Okay. Yeah, well, I just feel like if he could play every you know male protagonist, he totally should. <laughs> he just fits every single role. He, he has a very distinct voice, but he plays each voice very differently yeah which, which is which is really nice yeah i know what you mean because sometimes it can be annoying when they use the same actors over and over especially mm. when you have a strong attachment to a character they played 
you yeah. know, like, like all you can hear is Rukia or something like that. But uh, these, they also tend to just pour so much heart into their roles that you eventually get used to it. It's like, it's like Monica Rio. Monica Rio has done like a lot of voices. And it's like, when you hear her voice, like, oh, that's Monica Rio. She's playing this character. <laughs> yeah, you just immediately <laughs> know. Yeah. Do, you, do you find yourself like having to differentiate yourself like between characters? Like you have to like give a very distinct like voice and like mm-hmm. vibe to them or do you just you know let the characters speak for themselves so to speak like for characters i play mm-hmm. um i think i do a pretty good job of separating them in my head mm-hmm. it can be a little confusing because they i tend to get uh, chosen to reuse certain voices mm-hmm. you know even though i can do all kinds of different ones you tend to uh do a certain number of voices over and over and so those can run together a little bit, but I think you just really have to keep in mind the character you're playing and uh, really try to make a strong uh, personality in your head for them so you can kind of pull on them whenever you need to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't have too hard a time with that, but it can sometimes be tricky. What's been, what's been one of like, the most like, out there voices that you, that you got picked to do? Like Something you were like, this isn't really in my wheelhouse, but I guess if it works, it works. Yeah, I I think probably the craziest thing I had to do was it was an old lady mm-hmm. in uh oh gosh, what was the name of it? Was it Super <laughs> Smash Brothers? I'm not sure. But um yeah, it was Wendy Oldbag. Do you guys does that ring a bell with you guys? <laughs> Which one? It's like hey, my grandma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a video game and it was okay. just this crazy old lady who just screamed and like it doesn't it didn't even sound like me. It right. was third and it was just hilarious when I saw the final product. So, that was probably the craziest character I've ever played. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now to thank our sponsors. The Nerds of the Round is brought to you by Enbion. Make sure to use the code GETNERDYWITHIT to get 10% off merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at Enbion.com. So I wanted to ask you, like, um, so we have abundance of web comics out there. We have our uh, comic books. Has there ever been a character that you've seen in a comic or web comic that you're like, oh, I want to voice this character one day? Yeah, you know, um, I've voiced a lot of characters, but you do always kind of hope a certain kind comes up and you know I can't really think of a specific one but I would just really like to play a character whose acting is really put to the test you know there's someone who has really strong emotions and um you know because I kind of tend to do the you know I'm love interests and uh you know war heroes and so I do a lot of screaming and things like that and sometimes I would just like to do something that's a little a little more toned down, but kind of deep and genuine. I'm actually, uh, I did kind of get that experience though recently. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, it's coming up uh, with Star Force Media. They have, uh, they're going to do a dub of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. Ooh. Nice. Yes. And I'm playing Beth O'Neill. It's April's mother. And, and so I really, for some reason, connected with that character, you know. Uh, I don't know what it was, but right off the bat, I just really was kind of overtaken by her. And when I was done recording, it was just like, whew, you know, I've, I've been somewhere. I was kind of out of my body for the time I was playing her. <laughs> I can't really explain why it happened, but sometimes you just connect with a character more than mm-hmm. others. And so uh, that was pretty cool. Awesome. So, so anyone um, who's looking to get into voice acting, what advice would you give them? 
Um, I would say uh, to first make a demo, of course, if you're serious about it. Uh, it's just the best way to, it's kind of like your commercial that you can walk around with, you know. Mm. And so I would make a demo, uh, one to two minutes. And uh, the point of that is just to kind of show off your best work and the main voices you use and your acting ability. And uh, so I would get one of those mixed up and, you know, just have fun and go for it, you know. And I think that with any kind of craft, it's always a work in progress. And so always be working on your acting ability and see how you can improve yourself. You know, I think that's what it's all about. And so that's what I would say. <laughs> you heard it, guys. Is there, is there <laughs> anything in this whole 10-year span that you would change? Uh, well, probably several things, like with my work. <laughs> is there something particular <laughs> you're thinking of? No, uh, anything oh. that you that you think, like, looking back, you're like, oh, if I just did that thing, but you're kind of just like, you know what? Mm. Yeah, I think that probably one of the things that plagues me is I wish I could redo, like, all of my early work <laughs> for <laughs> obvious reasons, because I was, uh, I was just a kid starting out, and... Mm -hmm. um, but the stories were there, you know, even if the execution of the idea wasn't that great, uh, the stories were always there. And so I would love to kind of redo and polish some of my earlier work. But, you know, I'm really proud of everything I've done. And um, so I don't have really any regrets or anything I really wish I could redo because I'm always moving on to the next project. So Good. I'm always kind of nice. forward thinking. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. all you future voice actors, listen go. to that. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah, just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we were, I was looking at your your YouTube and I noticed there were a bunch of projects that you've worked on with like other creators. And I saw your avatar one because I know everyone's kind of been in this whole avatar type of sense. And I couldn't pick out who did you play in that avatar uh, clip? Who was your character? I played Azula. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, she, the one that said, there's nowhere to run, Zuzu. Nice. <laughs> okay, nice. okay. No, I, I did, I heard, I heard the Azula. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty spot on. All right. <laughs> oh, thank you. I actually yeah. improvised the line. I improvised okay. the line. Because if you look at the comic, like there's nothing but a laugh or something. Yeah. But I was just like, I have to put something in there and the director can, you know, do with it, you know, whatever he wants. And I was shocked that he actually used it. That's awesome. Sometimes yeah. improv is like the best lines. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. where we get some of the best stuff out there. I mean, how often do you see yourself um, improving on some of these lines with the characters when like, you know, when you don't agree where the script is going, how often do you see yourself improving? I usually, you know, stick to the script, but when you've played a character a long time or you're very familiar with a character like Azula, for example, mm -hmm. it's really easy to, you know, improvise. And so if it's a character that's new or uh, something I'm just, you know, taking on that I don't know much about, I usually just stick with what's written and just trust the director. But when it comes to a character I've played a long time, or uh, just a character I'm very familiar with, like Azula, um, I'm definitely more brave and because I understand their personality so well. And so that's how that usually goes. Now I'm going to go back to um, another question that I had for you. Again, I still want to find out about these Halo mass ships. What was the <laughs> process in putting it together? What um, made you think this would look good as a spaceship? What was the whole thought process with that? 
I think it was like in a dollar store or something. I was just going down the aisle and because I was the you most know, simple solution is always the best. It's like I know, right? that works. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, that was back when I was, you know, still working on the script, but I knew I had to find many special props that would be very impossible for me to build to, to build. And I just remember walking down the store aisle. And I saw that helmet and I was like, you know, if I turn it upside down, maybe they won't notice as much. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I glued some like Legos onto it to make it look a little different and, you know, just made a few alterations and boom, that's how it happened. But, you know, that's uh, awesome. It, yeah. And actually the Millennium Falcon is also in the show. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. The Rebels, uh, you know ship that they travel on the Adenaeus. it's also the millennium fashion <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah so little easter eggs you have to look for i love nice. i love when you go with easter eggs like that no i was just because i was just looking at it, i was like i had the same helmet i was like oh i didn't think of doing that with the helmet <laughs> yeah little ships all day yeah that's you gotta fantastic <laughs> well thank you you know uh, the strangest ideas can be the most awesome ones and it just hits you out of nowhere so <laughs> and and you have like a, a lot of great um special effects for the show yeah. that you guys do like so do you have like a special effects team or you're the one doing your special effects so tell me about that process um i do all of the special effects myself and so it's a bit time consuming but uh, yes uh, i've got experience with things like animation I actually have an animated series. Uh, it was on Daily Motion years ago, but um, oh, wow. I'm going to bring it to YouTube soon. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. it, yeah. It looks just like a, a, a kind of cartoon you would see on Cartoon Network, you know, the set classic style. Mm. But um, mm. I learned a lot while I was making it, you know, and it's still technically in progress. But I learned a lot making that, and I was able to apply the strangest little techniques to a show like Project Infinity. And um, I'm really good with, you know, editing photos and making good use of Photoshop. And so you kind of mix animation with visual effects. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do a lot of matte painting techniques. It's, uh, if you look it up, it's kind of an old mm -hmm. uh, tool that people use in film to make yeah. something look like it's really there when it's not. And so, yeah, I do it all myself. And sometimes I use certain like free stock footage, like to overlay on things, mm -hmm. things like that. So just a blend. <laughs> no, and, it, and, it, and it looks perfect. Like, again, that's a perfect mash of everything. You're building the skill set in all different departments. So it's like when you get to work with different people, you know what you want and how to, you know, relay it to them. And I think that that's fantastic. Well, thank you, Sebastian. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I was going to, I meant to get back to your, when you, vo uh, when you are doing your voice recordings, mm -hmm. are you with someone in the booth with you? Like, do you get to have that like direct feedback from like your co, your co-star or is it like one take with you mm -hmm. just by yourself sometimes? Yeah, we, we, we got to know because Tony has criticism about that, that since the Lion King. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, he does? <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like give, give, give the context, oh, Tony. All right. Okay. So uh, to give clarity, uh, The Lion King is my favorite uh, animated Disney movie. So when it came out in live action, I was very excited. Um, uh -oh. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan that they had casted Beyonce as Nala. I thought you know she would do great in the music, and I was thinking maybe Zarabi. Although you know, Angela, I think whoever did Zarabi was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you find out later on that her and Donald Glover like didn't 
audition didn't work together. It was very much like they weren't mm-hmm. going back and forth with each other. So, and you can kind of see it in the movie and it kind of, it took away from the movie completely oh, versus, yeah. versus uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa were in it together, recording together. And you see it and you see the chemistry and Timon and Pumbaa are just absolutely fantastic in the live action. Like, you know, um, so to not go down on a, on a soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> that, is the, that is the gist of my complaints regarding the Lion King and then the uh, issue of, you know, of voice actors not being able to work together and just kind of bounce off of each other. Yeah, I gotcha. You can always tell when they record together, for sure. I definitely gotta say, and that's the reason why, you know, a lot of cartoons, they usually record together. And that's why they can be so funny or just convincing. Mm. But uh, yeah, you know, for me, it's a mix again, uh, like Project Infinity, Tom Aglio, I did a one-on-one session with him for the first three episodes. And so I was able to give him, you know, live direction. And I read, you know, the characters that were in the scene with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how he really established his character. And we've been doing it so long now, he can just uh, do it on his own. He's, he knows the character so well. Uh, but yeah, definitely when we started out, um, we had to build that character, you know, a solid foundation. And uh, that's how it is. Sometimes in my sessions, I get like with you guys, I get to talk to people and they direct me live just a few days ago. um, Someone was telling me, uh, you know, I was in a session with them and it's just really handy when you get live direction and, or when you get to work with, you know, the other actors in the project, it's really surprising how often you don't, which is a shame because, you know, like Tone was saying, you can always tell, you know, there's just something more genuine about it. And the rises and falls of the conversation just flow so much better when you're together. But, you know, the more you do record on your own, the easier it is to make up for it. (laughs) You know, you kind of get experience with it. So, but it's always definitely ideal when you get to record together. So I love it whenever that happens. So my next question is this, because me and Tony are also big fans of the original Berserk. The... 80s animation and i remember when they released it on dvd (laughs) wait wait i remember i'm all the way out of this conversation no i remember on the dvd they released the bloopers so how often do you guys record your bloopers do you guys sit back and laugh at it and look at it like whenever you have like a blooper reel yeah uh, there's actually it's a audio drama that i recorded for it's called ties of fate and I remember the director encouraged us to keep our bloopers and to send them in because they wanted to, you know, make just this wondrous reel of our epic fails. And you could actually find that. Um, it might be in the playlist of my voiceover work on YouTube. We'll have to check oh, that oh, out. Oh, we're gonna, oh I'm going to be hunting for it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's always fun to watch. Yeah, it, yeah, is. it is, you know, uh, because bloopers happen, I, I feel pretty good that I don't mess up too often. Probably my biggest bloopers are just messing up in the middle of a sentence and I have to start over. But they're on occasion, you know, a spider crawls inside the booth oh. and it freaks you out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, or your puppy walks in in the middle of a recording. And so bizarre things can happen. <laughs> I feel like the closest we get is like tone with kids in the background. And we're just yeah. like, we yeah. stop and we're just like, oh, it's the munchkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Know, that's usually what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So, Kiko, tell us where we could find all your stuff online, social media. Where can we find your stuff up? 
Well, uh, my YouTube channel, um, MLA Entertainment, uh, you can really find everything I do there because at the top of your channel, the little banner, it has links, you know, <laughs> in the right corner of it, it's like your Twitter or whatever. <clears throat> and I have links to the things I do outside of YouTube there. Uh, like I was speaking of earlier, I have a dubbing company of my own called Cube Dubs, and we have all kinds of fun projects going on there like Bleach and uh, other anime. And so you can find all the ones I've done there and uh, my Tumblr website. And yeah, that's really where it's at my channel. Like that's where I post all of my original web series like Project Infinity and my Meet the Voices series and my cartoon eventually. Just a whole, uh, music videos, just a whole wide assortment of things. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. We, we want to thank you for coming on. Yes. Thank, you, thank you for reaching out to thank, us yeah, to come on. Thank like, you for reaching like, out to us. First, first of all, thank you for yeah. reaching out to us just to be on the show. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for, thank you. Thank just, you for watching and listening. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure thing. I just love what you guys do. Um, it's awesome. And so I we, had to be a part of it. We appreciate that so much. Yes. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you for having me. Thank Absolutely. You guys. So make sure you guys check it out. Project Infinity. It's on the YouTube channel. We'll have the links below. Mm -hmm. This has been another episode featuring your favorite podcast team, The Nerds Around, your host, Sebastian. It's your boy Law. And your boy Tone from across the hall. Stay nerdy. Peace out, guys. Later, everybody.